Welcome back to the Prep Extra Podcast. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, Chris Bassnett. Chris, it's hard to believe it, but it's playoff time. The Phillies, are, the Phillies are one game away from the World Series. Oh, you're talking football. Oh, that's right. Sorry. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a game seven, obviously. Yeah. In the LCS. But yes, Nebraska uh, High School football, we finally made it to the playoffs. Feels like the season was long and short at the same time. Feels that way every year, it, it seems. But, you know, just to get right into it, Class A, a lot of interesting matchups, some rivalry games, some, uh, you know, crosstown games. Uh you know, one that we'll have our eyes heavily on is Lincoln East, Lincoln Southeast. They're in the six eleven spot. Uh, I don't want to say vying for who's going to represent the city in the second round. Uh, North Star also their uh, first postseason appearance since twenty fifteen. Well, non COVID since twenty fifteen right. because in twenty twenty everybody made the playoffs. Yeah, uh, we'll start with the Gators. How about? Yep. Shout out to them. They had to win Friday night against Columbus. Won that game by three touchdowns had to beat Norfolk a couple weeks ago, got it done in overtime. So they they were kind of up against it and, and got it done. So you have to give a lot of credit to, to James Thompson's crew there for getting back to the postseason. That's something you can you can build your program around. And I know the the younger players at North Star, the freshmen, the JVs have had a couple really solid years under Thompson as well. So future's bright there. As for this year, congratulations. You got Millard South. Um, North Star played Millard South a few weeks ago. Led that game seven nothing after the opening kickoff. They took it back. Uh, final score was fifty-seven to ten. Millard South. Now we know the Patriots are really good. I think most people would probably tell you it's probably going to be Omaha West Side and Millard South in the finals. Now you never know, of course, but North Star's a heavy underdog in that game. Still, they're in the postseason, and, and it's been a while for them, so you have to give them a lot of credit there. And, and then you mentioned it that the crosstown game, East and Southeast. These teams met early in the year, week two, week three double overtime east got it done and and southeast had a big lead in the fourth quarter of that game uh east came back won at 31 28 and double overtime here they are in the playoffs i watched east last week against gretna pretty banged up and i was talking to, to john gingery after the game and he was just shaking his head you know at the number of injuries i think he said three running backs two linebackers two or three safeties he says we can't afford to lose anybody else right now you know and so they're kind of in a tough spot. It's the health is a is a pretty big issue there. I think a lot of people maybe kind of quietly thinking Southeast might be the dark horse in class. And obviously, you've got the Elkhorn South and the, and the teams like right. that that are gonna, kind of the obvious choices. But if you're looking for a dark horse, you do worse than Lincoln Southeast. They're playing really good football. They they found a playmaker at running back in Caden Logan, who's had a couple really nice weeks for them. They're big and physical up front. They have a veteran quarterback. You'll you'll take those things in the postseason. So, yeah, that, that'll be a fun one Friday night at Seacrest Field. The, the, the playoff games at Seacrest Field always fun, especially when it's two city teams going against each other. And we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, this is one of those classes where you look at it, and there's a pretty big favorite in Omaha West Side. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if they win the whole thing, me included. But but you play the games for a reason. They're they're not just on paper. You know, you, right. you got to play them. So. Yeah, you, you, there's there's a pretty clear favorite, a pretty clear couple favorites in that Class A bracket, but also a couple teams that that can make a pretty deep run if things fall the right way. Yeah, and you you know Miller North sneaks in; they got, they have to take on you know a rival in Millard West. Yeah. Of course, not really an away game for either team yeah. as they'll play at Buell. Uh, West Side, yeah, exactly. They they get prep; it should easily be them in the next round. But you know, looking at that next spot, Bell West or Papio. Not really, you know, Bell West knows West Side pretty well. Yep. Uh, and then 
Papio's eight and one at, at an eight seed. That's not exactly your typical eight seed. It's it's about as tough as second round draw, quarterfinal round draw as Omaha West. I was probably going to get um, Bellevue West starting to get healthy. The 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 big three for them getting healthy. Can can they pass protect for Daniel Kalen long enough to get those receivers going? That's that's going. I think they're going to have to win a, a shootout against Westside if they're going to do it. Westside's just too good. They're going to score too many points. But if there's a team that can get in a shootout and give you problems. It's probably Bellevue West, right? Yeah. So that's that's a tough, that's a tough matchup. Um, you know, you you speak of rivalry games, Carney Grand Island in the first round. You're that's right. a great rivalry. Carney would probably much rather be the three seed because <laughs> they're not <laughs> playing West Side in the semifinals if they get that far. So right. it, again, everybody's kind of got that big red circle around West Side, but but the the Warriors have some stuff to navigate before they get too far down the road. Yeah, and then looking at Class B, you know, we we kind of have our two favorites at, at the one and two spot with Bennington and Waverly. We've kind of said it all season. Uh, and then Elkhorn North lingering in there at, at the five spot. Scud also eight and one. Feels like we haven't really talked about Scud, but they're there all the time. Uh, but those are kind of the four teams you look at and go, okay, if it's a final of two of those four teams, no one will be shocked. Yeah, and, and Scud, you know, has a pretty good argument of beating Bennington early in the year. Bennington scored a touchdown basically on the final play of the game. It was one of those... Did he cross the goal line? Did he didn't? You know, summary right. play, you know, depending on who you're rooting for, you probably, <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably how that one goes. So, yeah, it's it's not like Bennington's got a got a clear path to the finals like they have the past couple of years. Somebody still has, has got to beat him. There's no doubt about that. But, yeah, Scott's right there. Waverly's had a great year. They avoided Scott, Elkhorn North, and, and they avoided, you know, kind of those those toughest teams there that, that would be in front of them. You know, and I, I, I want to put York in that group. Well, they beat York, I guess. Right. But, you know, be, avoided Bennington, Scott, Elkhorn North, kind of avoided those big three. First undefeated season, more than 40 years for the Vikings. And we talk about it all the time. Can they kind of take that next step? They've right. been a semifinal caliber team for a lot of years, which is really good. Can they kind of take that next step now and get over the hump? They, they probably have to beat Omaha Scott in the semifinals if, if they're going to do it, if both teams get that far. So... I'm really interested in this bracket. I, Bennington's not invincible. We know that. And I think, like you said, those top four teams feel like they're kind of a step above everybody, but they're also all four pretty evenly matched. So you right. could be looking at two really good semifinals there in a great championship game when it gets here. Yeah, and Elkhorn North obviously you know, gets Elkhorn high. But it, it seems like we kind of know – we have a gut feeling who would win that game. But, yeah, I, I think – It'll be really interesting moving after this first round if if those top high powered teams that we talk about all the time, you know, make it to the quarters. Who ends up in the semis? It, I again would not be surprised if it's those four teams that, that it seems. Again, we didn't talk about Scott a lot this year. It feels like, but I, I would have envisioned those four being the four in the semis. So, yeah. uh, looking at C one, you know, Wahoo gets the number one uh, spot there. Boone Central at two. Wahoo's played great football this year uh, and, and very deserving of that number one spot and probably deserving of a, a lot of eyes on them to win this class. It, it seems like that's kind of the path they've been on all year. Yeah, and it's a team that had to replace a little bit from from last year. They had a good team, and they've been a good team for for a while now. Right. Again, um, won a state title not, very, not, not all that long ago, you know, but th- they had some question marks this year and, and certainly – They've answered those questions. Beat Ashton Greenwood, beat Pierce early in the year, and that kind of set them on the path, you know, to, to that number one seed. I have Boone Central ranked number one. I have all year. Cardinals have have answered. They kind of have done what you know a, you number a number one team you expect a number one team to do. They've had 
you know, a couple close calls, but for the most part, taking care of business, been very business-like. That's a team, again, that's that's been there before, been in state title games before. Wahoo, Boone Central would be a, a really fun state final. But again, Ashton Greedowitz hanging out there, maybe in a semifinal matchup for Boone Central. You look at the other side of that bracket, could be Pierce and Wahoo in a semifinal. Pierce is the defending state champs, that's, and they've played really well this year since early in the year once they've kind of gotten things figured out. Right. So... Again, you, you, you kind of have a couple teams you like there, but there's a couple more, you know, in that top four, top five group that could, that could really make a run. You know, I look at a team like, you know, Sydney, who had a, a great year uh, out west. They're eight and one um, upset loss late in the year to Ogallala. Is that a team that can make a run and pull an upset, you know, in the quarterfinals and get to a semifinal? We'll have to see. So, yeah, I, I think the semifinals here, again, kind of like Class B, are going to be really, really fun if the teams we think are going to get there end up getting there. Yeah, Sydney's one of those teams at, at eight and one that, you know, us on this this side of the state, we kind of go ah, eight and one, but who they play? But it seems like every year there is a team out west that is eight and one, seven and two, undefeated somewhere in that yep. that kind of cre- creeps out of nowhere and then you know finds themselves in a semifinal or or even a final. Yep. So yeah, I, I do again think kind of those four teams that we look at, but. You know, there's still a couple lingering around. Yeah. Uh, C2, Norfolk Catholic. I mean, what more can you say? <laughs> Number one, uh, undefeated. Seems like, you know, not an easy path because if you look at their side, you've got Fillmore Central hanging out there uh, at 9-0. and You've got Malcolm at 8-1 and who, you know, all they had to do was, uh, as we mentioned before, replace the Journal Star Athlete of the Year, yeah. Boys Athlete of the Year. Yeah. Uh, but it does kind of still feel like if you're not picking Norfolk Catholic, you're, you're might be in a tight spot there. if it was anybody else but norfolk kathy you go my my gosh like they have the toughest draw of all time like you get aquinas in the first round yeah. how about that coaching matchup ron mimic and jay beller 700 some wins between the two of them <laughs> you know and obviously aquinas has been there for decades under coach mimic and same for norfolk catholic whoever wins that game you're probably getting battle creek who i have ranked second who's only lost us to norfolk catholic in a close game and somehow they're the nine seed yeah. in c2 which is just how the powerpoints shake out uh, and then the teams you mentioned, you know, Malcolm, we know their quality. We we know Fillmore Central's had a great year beat Hastings St. Cecilia kind of for their signature win. The bottom of that bracket, there's Ord, who's who's been a semifinal final team these last four or five years. There's Oakland Craig, who won a title not too long ago with one loss to Norfolk Catholic. You know, you kind of look at these teams, these eight and one, seven and two teams and go, ah, oh, their only loss is Norfolk Catholic. Or right. one of their two losses is Norfolk Catholic. So... <laughs> the Knights are the favorite. There's no doubt about that. They've proven that they've beaten the teams right behind them in the rankings. Right. And, and again, I, I hate to keep repeating myself. It's kind of those top four. Anything can happen in the playoffs, like we always say, but you look at those semifinals, that could be a really, really fun set of semifinals if the teams that are in the top four in our rankings and the Journal Star rankings make those semifinal games because that's going to be four high, high-quality programs that have that have really played good football this year. Yeah, and then looking at the two eight-man brackets, uh, is there really a uh, is there a game that maybe sticks out to you, or a team that jumps out at you that you know maybe they're getting hot at the right time, or is it again still kind of you know you've got that upper echelon of teams that you know you look at in like in D one you look at staying in North Platte St. Pat's, yeah, it kind of feels like it might be one of those two. Yeah, them are them are Cross County. I think are probably the three favorites. Cross County's just kind of smashed everybody this year. Physical. If you want a surprise team, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the homer and go with Ravana nine and zero. Beat Neely Oakdale last week by thirty. That's your defending state runner up. Kind of gotten hot at the right time. Didn't play a real tough schedule on uh, the regular season, but have just been solid. 
they win, well, congratulations, you probably get Stan uh, in, in the quarterfinals. So we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's kind of those top three teams. There's a couple, if, if you look at this bracket and if the, the favorites win, you could have four quarterfinals where the combined record of all the teams means one loss between the between the eight teams in the quarterfinals. So it's that's as good a bracket, as deep of a bracket as you're going to see, I think, in the state. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, D2, you've got Johnson Brock at one. Why not at two? Uh you know, a- anything jump out to you in D2? Yeah, th- this is another bracket where I don't think there's a clear favorite. That The game of the week, I think, any classes is here, and it's Howell's Dodge at, at Ainsworth. Ainsworth, obviously, with Carter Nelson, the, the Nebraska recruit. We we know all about him. We know he's the best eight-man player in Nebraska, maybe the best eight-man player in the nation. We also know Howell's Dodge is maybe the best eight-man program of the last <laughs> 30 years, 20 years in Nebraska. That's that's maybe the the biggest game in program history for Ainsworth. Uh, their coach, Jesse Owen, tweeted Sunday, yesterday, there's already 26 cars lined up around the field Sunday afternoon, getting <laughs> holding their spot, getting ready for that game Friday afternoon. So that's kind of a, a program-defining game, I think, for Ainsworth. We know what Howell's Dodge is. We know what they're about. Wouldn't be surprised to see them make a run. If Ainsworth wins that game... All of a sudden, maybe that that's a team that makes the state right. finals. I think the winner of that game could could make the state finals pretty easily. So it's a six eleven game. Howells Dodge has six and two. They must be down a little bit. Well, not really. You know, you know, they the, their losses are close into really good teams, and they smashed a really good Bloomfield team last week. So that's the game I'm going to be watching. I think a lot of people will be watching Friday night. Is, is that Howells Dodge and Ainsworth game? Yeah, we'll wrap up here with six man. Uh, SCM's your number one team. Arthur County's your number two team, and then. Sitting down there in the number six spot, uh, the the city team, Parkview Christian, defending state champion, you know, not not quite uh, the, a mirror image of of last season. Obviously, they had to replace some players, um, and the expectations obviously got higher. But when you look at six man, uh, it, it does kind of feel like you know the power lies out west, and it seems like it's kind of trending back that way. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with SCM because that's a team that that beat Parkview last year, obviously. Lost a lot of guys off that team, and then just destroyed Parkview early this year. Um, and and we kind of went, whoa, that that was kind of weird. How 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 lopsided that game was. If you're Parkview, you love this draw because you avoid SEM. They're on the other side of the bracket right. from you right now. So you got to get past that first one, of course. And Cody Kilgore, who, who's won a state title again in the last four or five years, but you kind of like your draw, I think, if you're Parkview Christian there, and they they could, they could certainly be a team that makes a run to the semifinals where they probably see Arthur County, who's scoring about 75 points a game, is all. Same with Potter Dix, same with SEM. A lot of, lot of offense here, as you would expect. But yeah, the, the power, as we always have said the last couple of years, is kind of out west until it wasn't last year. When exactly, Parker right, Christian exactly. Went. And let's not forget Pawnee City, last year's state runner-up, 8-0 this year, the uh, fourth seed this year. Really a chance for the, for the Indians to make a run as well. So there you have it. There's your postseason breakdown. All right. We will have all your postseason and playoff uh, updates, and we'll follow every game on the Journal Star. Uh, But for Chris Baston, I'm Colton Stone. We will talk to you guys next week on the Prep Extra Podcast.